Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Woohoo! We are between a rock and a hard place. I'm so blind! We, yeah, we yeah. are we are getting messed up something fierce, y'all. We've been taught a lesson about checking all the doors on the way over, which we all knew. I don't know why we didn't just open those doors. It was so stupid of us. Well, no, because we were trying to go straight to Rebel- or, uh, uh, Rebellia. Yeah, we're trying to get to her without fighting as many of the Glabras as we can, is what the but thing we should is. Have known. We should have known that that was not a good idea. We should just open the dang doors the way that RPGs want you to. Well, no, I'm actually okay. I don't think this is that that bad if i hadn't cast mirror image i would have been dead twice well your ac is like an 11 so you know My ac is a 19 thank you <laughs> <laughs> an 11 11 yeah so when last we left our heroes the doorkeepers of the duot making their way into the sightless sphinx after weeks of searching through the desert for it had had a chance to speak with uh, two of the Girtablilu and had uh, convinced them that you have a, a writ of passage. You've got a hall pass a that should let you <laughs> get back uh, not only to the bathroom, but also go and speak with the principal here. Yes. The <laughs> principal in question being located in the sightless sphinx's right paw, uh, considering the left paw is completely collapsed. Mm-hmm. At which point you went, great, east. And so far, <laughs> almost every time that you've tried to go east, it hasn't actually worked as you've tried to navigate your way and ended up in a decrepit old armory. And yeah, the hallways of death. You had seen that there's well, there's yeah. also the horrible hallway and also some sort of ghost or spirit that seems to be heading the same its direction way. we are. Yeah, kind of almost leading you in that it's direction. Cool. Maybe we can be friends. Uh, and again, I believe uh, Citra and Sudi saw the spirit. Yes. And in both of their cases, it doesn't feel malevolent doesn't seem to be it could be like a ghostbusters thing you know where she's floating in the bottom of the library and she looks all perfectly fine and and then she turns into a horrible demonic looking creature and attacks all of them and they run out but Mm -hmm. i'm certain if she was an enemy she would look fairer and feel fouler or she could just have kept attacking us while we were here I think Pinned it's in. one of the uh, sir, knights, the one of the paladins of Serenre that came. Mm. That wouldn't surprise me. As you try to follow in the direction of both the spirit as well as what you believe is still generally south. It feels yeah. east, but it's south. It feels east <laughs> because of a map, but it's actually yeah. south. You'd round a corner before there had been the scraping sound of numerous doors opening up. Yeah. yeah. And a half dozen cultists... Mm-hmm. requiring three different stat blocks had oh, jumped rude. out to attack the party. <laughs> you know, I, you keep saying that as though to elicit sympathy from us. And I, you get I, no sympathy, I, Rick. I, I, I'm pretty sure I speak for all of us when I say, yeah, good luck. They should have no taken a sympathy. nap. All of them. Nap time. <laughs> Go to your rooms. <laughs> like, did you hear something? Nah, okay. <laughs> but a fight had then ensued, wherein the party had, between a combination of Sudi punching people, Citrus stabbing people, Hollis firewalling people, mm-hmm. Masika putting her electrical ball lightnings on people, had managed to kill two of the cultists. Who blinded us. A couple members of the party at random. And I believe we left off at the top of the initiative with Hollis Starkweather. I'm blind. Getting ready to uh, to fight back, still blind after Masika had exploded a cultist three inches away from your face. I believe my plan is to like Shimmy find back. a find a line to hide behind and then draw my pearl of power out of my haversack. When she starts to stumble backwards, Masika would just 
keep directing her until she's in the square behind Masika. Just do a little traffic, yes. the traffic direction, yes, like yes, the this traffic. Yes, yes, this works. Okay, good. I guess I probably keep my pearl of power in my pocket. I've just never really drawn it before. Depends on how big a pearl it is, I guess. It's like a pearl-sized pearl. Pearls come in different sizes, you know that. Well, they come in a generic size, though. Like generally, yeah. Like a Dragon Ball. Aren't they small? Mar- Dragon, Dragon Balls, Balls are, are actually fairly large. I yeah. didn't watch Dragon Ball Z. Like the jewel <laughs> from Inuyasha, okay? Like the full yeah, jewel Yeah, but that's that like size. golf ball sized. It's not that big. It, yes, it is. I just rewatched it. We just did too. It, it most it it is marble. definitely it was golf me? ball sized. Marble. <gasps> really? It came out so, in 2000. <laughs> so, to rule on this, a pearl of power has negligible weight. Ergo, I'm going to assume that it is a small pearl, let's just say the size a of a D20. Inch in diameter. <laughs> Approximately D20. That's actually a decent size pearl. Actually, well, yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a pretty good size. Go. Excellent. It was in my pocket. I pull it out of my pocket. Very well. We've all carried a bunch of D20s in our pockets. Nah, you carry the D4s just in case you need to, you know, slow Cow someone down behind you. Escape. <laughs> Anyway, that's my whole turn. So uh, you can take a move action to move if you so wish. You're moving at half speed, so you don't need to make an acrobatics check or anything like that as you just kind of walk past Masika, making your way further. The only person threatening you is blind. So good. So much for that. (laughs) So I suppose you just kind of walk back and Masika just kind of pats you and shuffles you along the way. Your chicken, somehow miraculously not blind, sticks her head out of the satchel and box directions to you like a sing-eye chicken. Mm, mm, That's helpful. (laughs) That's very helpful. And then uh, use an action to retrieve your pearl of power, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So you can study that next turn. Mm -hmm. Taking us from Hollis Starkweather to Citra Nahamra. After a week, your readied action has not gone off. (laughs) But you are Uh no longer blind. Then I would like to five foot step into the square that Hollis just vacated, and I would like to attack this flat footed blind cultist. Stab, just, stab, yeah, stab, just stab. eviscerate him. I know. I feel a little bad about that, but no, they explode. I, I think you just saw her, him punch Hollis in the face twice. I so. did get punched a lot. I mean, just like me as a person, like stabbing somebody who is blind just doesn't seem well, right. Yeah. But this is also a murderous cultist who has probably murdered a lot of other people. So I'm going to shove down those feelings and go, yeah, you deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> Don't uh, make friends with people who explode. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't roll great, but he is flat footed. So it's probably OK. That is a 16 for eight. Or sorry, seven plus 16, which is a 23. A nice. 23 will hit your blind opponent as you Wait. hop to the four, spin your blade, and lash out at this cultist. Sneak him. Sneak him. All right. That would be 26 regular and five electric. Nice. You stab viciously into your opponent, wrenching your blade into him. He is still standing. Stab him some more. I would like to stab him once more. Okay. Do you want to do anything for your debilitating strike? Uh, yeah. We'll lower his AC even lower. Right. So minus six against me. <laughs> uh, I Excellent. probably don't need it, but um, so I rolled a 13 plus 11. So gives the 13 me, hit. <laughs> I get a 24. A 24 will also hit. Stop my math midway you going. You can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The guy's flat footed with a minus two for being blind with a minus six for <laughs> being stabbed. Does he have an armor class anymore, Rick? I mean, it's better than a news. <laughs> um, so that would be 37 regular and five electricity. 
Yep, you drive your blade into him as the man shudders before yelling out to the Sky Pharaoh and detonating. I will need a reflex save Huzzah. from Sudi, Citra, and the cultist that's already on fire because he's standing in a wall of fire. Oh, please blind that guy. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that guy's going to take damage from being in a wall. Okay, I roll an 11 for a 23. Citra uh, rolled an 18 for a 33. All right, both of you save. I believe both of you have evasion, so yes, both of you do. save for nothing. Nice. And the other cultist gets a perfect 20, ah. uh, which is going to save. He will still, however, take half damage from this, which is... That's what you get. Just something. Yeah, it's still a little bit of damage. As the flame fiery snakes rake out across him, I will need a fortitude save also from... Don't worry, Jessica, you're blind. Yeah, I can't uh, see. <laughs> From Masika, Citra, Sudi, and two of the cultists. Woo! Okay. Maybe. I roll a six for an 18. Uh, I roll a 12 for a 19. I roll a nine for a 17. Oh, boy. Okay. It wasn't that high, I don't It's think. not that high of a DC. I hope not. The DC is different for each one of them. Oh. Ah, crud. <laughs> Thanks for that. Because it's constitution-based. Mm. A little behind the Lovely. screen there. Uh, unfortunately, I rolled a natural one for the cultist that's already on fire. <laughs> Sweet. So that's going to fail. There. And then the other one actually does succeed. Citra, however, is also blinded. Dang it. As it explodes it right in your face. Uh. You're still blinking away the after images from the last explosion, but this Crap. time it just catches you full on. This is my fortitude save and my will saves <laughs> just aren't that great. There's a bless, and I'll go ahead and remove that guy because that guy's dead. Seared yeah, outline did. left behind, and uh, I believe that's the end of Citra's turn. Five foot step and a full attack action. Indeed. Brings us to Masika of the Beckon. Hollis, you can see again. Yay! <laughs> the guy right around the corner from Sudi that I can partially see is wearing metal armor, correct? That guy is wearing... Yeah, he's wearing a breastplate. All right, so all three of my ball lightning are going to move across the hall. They have a 20 feet movement speed, so they can make it. And he's going to need to make three reflex saves at a minus four penalty because he's wearing metal armor. Very nice. That's a natural one. That's a 14. That's a three. Yeah, no. (laughs) So I got to roll a bunch of dice several times. Don't sound so sad about that, Heather. Um, does he have any lightning resistance, or do you just want me to give you the 96 total? Actually, he does have electricity resistance. Rude. Ooh. Hmm. Remember, these Should are the guys he... that are channeling electricity into their spears and stuff as they were oh, stabbing yeah. you. The first one does 11. The second one does 14. And the last one only does 7. I mean, you have electrocuted him. You can kind of tell that it has not affected him as thoroughly as you would have hoped. I mean, even the seven points of damage still did some damage to him, though. So they're still affecting him. All right. And Narmer is going to spit at the guy in the wall of fire. Okay. Uh, he does have 50% mischance because the guy is inside of a wall of fire. It is an opaque wall of purple flames. He rolls a 74 on the mischance. It rolls a 16 for a 27 to spit at the guy. That will hit his target. Narmer does three points of acid damage. Right in his little nasty face. <laughs> All right. So, and Masika's going to stay where she is. All right, so Masika holds her ground there. So this cultist is blind. He is going to... 
He's in the wall. Does he take more damage? It's the Zealot cultists first and then the Warden cultists. Ah, okay. Two different initiative tracks. So, oh, wait, no, that one's not blind. The other one's blind. So the cultist uh, that was just electrocuted is going to take a five foot step forward. Mm. Turns his attention on Sudi. Chest okay. heaving, eyes seemingly almost crackling with electricity themselves as the electricity still arcs off of these balls of lightning streaming off of his armor. <laughs> he steps forward and hefts up his warhammer like Thor himself. Turns and swings it at Sudi. Uh, that is, however, only an 18. No. Follow up. Ooh. Follow up swing. 27, which I actually don't know if it's going to hit That is a no. All right. So swings twice, missing Sudi. The other zealot is going to move forward, provoking an attack of opportunity from Sudi as he moves past okay. him. I roll a 15 for a 29. A 29 will strike your target as the Yay. zealot attempts to rush past you. Uh, 10 Punch points him. of damage to him. Punch him real good. I punched him averagely. Still impacting, injuring. You feel some resistance. You don't think all of that went through, but still managing to damage him. And you know what? Let's go ahead and uh, uh, he'll go ahead and swing at Citra and he'll cleave. Oh, great. Not allowed. Still needs to hit Citra first, which that is a 23. You are blind. Yeah. So striking the rogue. Striking the rogue for... Hurt. 15 points of damage. Yeah, hurt. Cleaving through to Sudi. Okay. Maybe. 31. Uh, yeah, that'll hit me. Striking Sudi for... 13 points of damage as he continues to swing through. Okay. This is the one that Sudi had injured earlier. He dropped his uh, dropped his long spear, rushed, rushed forward, pulling his hammer, and then cracking some skulls. Bring us to the Warden. Uh, he'll take the damage if he ends his turn or moves through the fire. He's blinded, however. There's no way he can't move through the fire, unfortunately, because the way out is literally blocked by two people. He can fall back. Yeah, so... He'll still take I mean, he'll some still, damage, just not as much. He'll still take some, yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, it keeps him out of the combat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's gonna reach out, place a hand on the wall, stumble back 15 feet, and you can't see what he's doing. Okay. He will still take some damage. He'll take a baby bit. He'll <laughs> take three points of fire damage. Got a little singed. That's right, you stay back there. So three points of fire damage to us, still something. As he stumbles free, bring us to Sudi Kantar. So, uh, I will do a flurry of blows. So I'm gonna start attacking the uh, the one that's directly in front of me, the one who got electrocuted by Masika. Maybe I can drop him, that would be ideal. Okay. Uh, that's a three for a 17. A 17 will not strike your target. That's a four for an 18. Oh my God. An 18 will strike your target. Oh, okay. Seriously? Okay, I'll take it. They're raging. Uh, <laughs> for six whole points of damage, because I rolled a one. Uh, and then... That is the end of my turn. <laughs> right. From Sudi Kantar, we go to... Oh, Starkweather. So there's a wall of fire. Can Indeed. I throw a fireball through it? To, like, target this point here? can't see it. Yeah, it, it blocks line of sight, but not line of effect. Yeah, because you can do fireball when you're blind, technically. Oh, okay. Then I'm going to toss a fireball right here, which should hit these two guys, and maybe this guy if he's somewhere in this hallway. Okay, so you're targeting a fireball basically 10 feet past the wall of fire. Seems about right. E yes. Okay. 
So I'll get reflex Light saves from people. First zealot gets a 16. A, the second a one gets DC. a 30. So one passes, one fails. And the warden gets a 22. Uh, two pass, one fails. The DC was a 20. Okay. But I also am going to get 10 temporary hit points because of my uh, very cool magical epiphany uh, or arcane discovery creative destruction. Okay. So 25 total, 12 to the guys that saved. I will take my 10 temporary HP, one per die that I got to roll. All right. So you feel an infusion of arcane energy into yourself. Nice. You move extra many. I'll just stay here. All right. From Hollis, we go to Citronahamra. You're blind. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Uh, can I just like defensively swing my kukri? <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, fight the fight defensive is a dodge <laughs> bonus, which you lose while you're blinded. So yeah. there's actually no benefit to fighting defensive while blind. Hmm. Well, I can't really, can't really do anything. You could stab blindly. Yeah, other than stab blindly. So I'm just, I'm just gonna stab blindly. That's yeah, I mean, what I'm gonna do. You could stab blindly and then five foot step back. Although that does open Masika up for one of the moving. No, out. I'm not. I'll take the hit. But uh, yeah, so I'm gonna just stab blindly. All right. Stab it. Stab it real good. Okay. 50% miss chance. If it's the double zeros and a one, is that a 100 or a one? one. That's a one. That's a one. That's a one. <laughs> so you can keep stabbing if you want. I'll try again. <laughs> nope, that's a 22. All right. Ha 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 ha. So Citra tries her best to just kind of ward off this zealot, especially after he just hit you in the side with a hammer. Yeah. Citra, you blink your eyes and the blurriness fades away. You still have the burnt-in after images of fiery snakes across your vision, but beyond those, like, blue, hazy, burned-in images, you can still see. Yay. Masika. All right, so it's a move action for me to direct the orb, so, and they stop the first time they come in contact with someone, so all three of them will float over and stop on the cultist in front of Sudi. Reflex saves. Minus four, because he's Zippin'. wearing metal. Okay. 15. 7. 15. No. He gets shocks. First one is 14. Uh, next one is 12. Last one's only an 8. 15, 12, and 8. Wow. Okay. So I roll max on my cure mod healing hex for Sudi, which is going to be that 16 plus 10. So 26 back. Nice. Thank you. And after frying the cultist some, he's still going. Boo. Powering through the electrical blasts. All right. Narma will take the minus for penalty to spit into melee. And does one of them yeah. look more hurt than the other? Probably the electrocuted one, I would guess. They're actually, they actually look very close to about the same, because oh. the electrocuted one's taken some damage, but the other one was punched by Sudi on multiple occasions, so. All right, I guess he'll go for the one that's being electrocuted. Okay. So, wow, he rolls another 16, so minus 4 is 12, plus 11, so 23. 23 will strike his target. He does five points of acid damage. Narmer is helping. Yay. And that's the end of Masika's turn. All right. So patch up Sudi a little bit, bringing us back around to the two zealots. 
You run away in fear. No, they're right. raging barbarians. They ain't going nowhere. <laughs> run into the fire in their rage to prove themselves super cool dudes. Okay. You're okay. reaching there, Jordan. You're reaching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to dream. <laughs> yeah, they're squaring off to Sudi and Citrus, so they'll both just take their attacks on their respective targets. Okay. Uh, it wasn't great. Uh, it's a 15 hit Sudi. No. That's a 14 hit Sudi. No. The other one goes in with a 22 to hit Citra. No, because I'm not blind anymore. Follows that up with a perfect 20, which will hit Threat. Boo. I actually don't know if this is going to confirm or not. Uh, 25 to confirm. No. Still going to hit me, but just not for as much as you thought. Uh, still 17 points of damage as the Warhammer cracks into Citra, driving her down to her knee. Yeah, that hurt. The other cultist dives through the wall of fire, taking the fire damage as he bursts free dramatically like Scar. Ooh, fire damage. I think you made that joke last episode. I could make the joke again. It's been a week. Uh, roll nine, so that's uh, 20 points of fire damage to that guy. All right. He's singed, but fortunately he had enough time to finish drinking his potion on the other side of that wall. Uh, he leaps to he freedom, too. spins his scimitar, and uh, dives into the attack, bringing us to Sudikantar. Oh, you didn't get to attack me? All right, cool. But he had to move, pull his potion last round, drink his potion this round, jump through the fire. Ah, okay, okay. Um, all right, in that case, I'm going to keep attacking the one that is currently being electrocuted to death. <laughs> um, and I will fall out attack and use a key point because um, I really want this guy to go down. Because yeah. if he goes down, he'll hurt his friends. And isn't that the cruelest part of his death? I think this is a rare occasion where you guys have gone through an entire fight and have just been dancing around the same six squares. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's all about, it's all about controlling the intersection hole. here. You <laughs> shall not pass. So that is a 16 for a 30. Uh, 30 will strike your target. Hopefully nothing comes down that hallway towards Hollis. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, Hollis um, is all right, watching. So that is a Just four, a so nine points of damage to him. Nine points of damage. Still going. Okay. That is a nine for a 23. 23 will strike his target. Ah, there it is. Uh, that is 13 points of damage. Nice. Yep, you crack your fist into him as he stumbles back, starts to fall through the wall of fire, and detonates into an explosion of fiery snakes. I'll need a reflex Spiffy. save from Sudi and Citra. Okay, I roll a 17 for a 29. And Citra? I roll a 17 for a 32. Alright, so both of you save for nothing. Uh, the other cultists save for half, but still take some damage. Good. And I will need a fortitude save from Citra, Sudi, and Masika. All right, guys. Ew. Cross your fingers for me. Yeah, I'm uh. far enough away. <laughs> Boy, howdy. I was like, I'm going to stand at least 10 feet back from the front line for the rest of this dungeon. That's where I like to be. <laughs> <laughs> I roll a five for a 17. Okay. Mm. I rolled a 17 for a 25. <laughs> nice. All right. Masika rolls a 13 for a 20. So all of you safe? How do the cultists do? Uh, the cult is also safe. Aww. Ah, boo. Apparently the explosive flashbang power of the uh, the zealots is not as high as the disciples. Grr. <laughs> Those people. So many mm. different names, so many different DCs for this ability. For the exact same ability. Mm. Does Sudi not have another attack? Or? Oh no, yeah, no, I do. <laughs> I was waiting for that all to... 
Yep. Hash out there. He flashbangs, um, right, explodes, I- slightly singes his friends, and does nothing to his foes. City contact. Yeah, which is disappointing. <laughs> um, so I I have two targets now. I'm gonna go for the one who just ran through the firewall. Okay, he's the one with cover too. Uh, nah, you know what? I'll go for the other one because I don't want the I don't want the cover penalty. Okay. That's a two for an eleven, so that's not gonna do. So I'm key afraid points. Not. Get an extra attack. 17 for a 32. 32 will strike your target as Sudi bears down. Huzzah. Like a bear cat. Rolled a one, so that's only six points of damage. He is still going. Not surprising. That's still an effective turn from Sudi as we go to the top of the initiative. Hollis Starkweather. Hollis will magic missile the one in front of Citra. <laughs> if <laughs> I must. They just keep not dying. <laughs> yeah, they, they just got a lot of hit points, especially because, you know, barbarians. And I was all like, I'm just slowly ticking down my list. Okay, big spell. No, firewall. Well, fireball. Okay, I went from five to three, dropped to one now. <laughs> 13 plus five, 18 force damage. Very well. A set of five magic missiles burst from your fingertips, swerves unerringly past Masika, past Citra, before slicing into the target directly ahead of you before he It's definitely finger guns, like pew pew. Finger guns. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Before he uh, detonates, requiring a reflex save from Sudi and Citra. Oh, sorry, y'all. That's fine. Oh, come on. I actually failed this one. I might actually, too. Oh, no. Uh, I got a three for a 15. Citra. I got a three for an 18. Oh, no. So Citra still manages to succeed. Sudi, however, does not. Dang it. Do you have regular evasion or improved evasion? Regular evasion. So I'm taking the full. Uh, So you do take 12 points of damage as the fire rolls over you. And I will need a fortitude save from Masika, Sudi, Citra, and the remaining cultists. The usual crowd is what I'm hearing. Everyone but Hollis. Ah, oh, jeez. Hey guys, guess who's gonna be blind again? <laughs> again? Oh no. When we Just rest, no good. these next guys are chance, bad. I'm making you an echolocation scroll, and we're gonna cast it before we think we're gonna <laughs> fight cultists. So I, I roll a seven for a uh, nineteen. Nineteen's good. A sixteen for twenty three. Okay. I roll a three for an eleven. No. Ow. They turn that blind marker back on. Yeah. <laughs> the other cultist also makes it safe. Citra's going to have so many, uh, like, eye problems after this book. I'm telling you, we're all going to have to take blind fight. That would be a cool thing to take thematic. You should have put you should have put the coal on. Doesn't that give you a bonus? I'm save? out. I used oh. it for the Baycock. Yeah, oh, that's right. It all yeah. now. It's not like I have a place to go buy some more. That's true. That's true. Maybe we can trade for it at the Oasis. Maybe. Do you have any other actions to take, Hollis? You have five foot step or move action remaining. I'm good. I'm just gonna hang out over here. Actually, you know what? Uh, no, I'm out of range. I'll just hang out over here. Okay. So, speaking of Citra, you're blind. Yeah, yeah, I am. Don't go that way. There's a ball of lightning. There's three uh, balls just, of lightning. I'm just gonna have to stay where I am. I'll de- delay, I guess. All right. You could so. be ready to stab a thing if it hits you. I, I could do that. Actually, yeah. If something hits me, I will stab back at it. Okay. From Citra, Citra back. who stands there, blade at the ready, rubbing furiously at her eyes. For the third time this fight, I think. Masika. I think so. 
move action to move the ball lightning over onto the last cultist. He'll need to make three reflex saves. Is he wearing metal armor? Let me check. Yep, scale mail. All right, well, <laughs> the reflex save DC is 21, and then he's taking a minus four penalty because he's wearing metal armor. The guy's been trying to get to Citra this entire fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, you will not. All right, so it's a seven. It's a three. That's a two. Yeah, no. <laughs> Rolling a natural one. Poor guy. The first one is a thirteen. Is thirteen damage. The second one is ten. Go ahead and make me a uh, reflex save, Sudi. <laughs> <laughs> There's an explosion of fiery snakes. Come on! <laughs> All right, I rolled a three for a fifteen. So go ahead and just damage Ooh. me some more. Hurt me more. Uh, thirteen more points yeah. of damage as the fire rolls over you. Great. You may or may not be blinded, but since it only lasts for one round and there's no longer a threat cares, here, yeah. yeah, you just yeah. kind of blink away the after image as you stumble back. Another fiery explosion searing the surrounding walls. Hollis walks over to Sudi and uh, pats you on the shoulder to give you resist energy fire, which you'll have the rest of the day. Hey, that's a good, yeah, that's a good go. plan. <laughs> Remind me, what, what are you up to on resist energy? Is it 20 or 30? Let me make sure. I think 11th level, it's 30. That's why I asked, because I wasn't uh, positive. Citra gets back 22 from Masika's healing hex for her for Thank the day. Thank you so much. 30. Nice. How's everybody else? How's everybody doing health-wise? I'm uh, down by... I am down half my hit points. I'm down like I'm, 20. Yeah, I'm down about 20. All right, then I'm just going to... Masika... Masika will channel. Should we move into a room? Yes. We should most definitely move into this room, you know, where the fire line went into it. Yeah, you can move into the one room that's not currently being blocked by a wall yep. of fire. That's I just where we checked go. wall of I just checked wall of fire is not dismissible. Yep, we have to hang. I have ray of frost, so I could pray, but I don't think I can do enough. Um, cold. Spiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm at full. Okay. Uh, glancing about the room, Hollis, there is a magical aura on the other side of the wall of fire. I will wait However, patiently. you can't see <laughs> to actually identify it. Y'all, there's magic over here. I think we should try to be as quiet as possible from here on out. I just we threw did. a fireball in this dang hallway. <laughs> I know, but they're probably expecting us to have moved on. Okay, well, do I have to be quiet in this room or just going forward out, out of this, uh, back in the hallway? Well, if somebody comes to investigate, I think we should be quiet. Sudi will go and close the doors once the, fi- the, the wall of fire goes away. Hollis okay. will silently go look at the ma- the magical thing. <laughs> uh, making your way over, you can see that there is a uh, there was a cot. Uh, it burst into flames and is still smoldering over here. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oopsie. Beyond that, there is a brick wall. Kneeling down, you can tell that the magic aura seems to you still actually can't identify it or get line of sight on it because it seems to be hidden on the other side of a loose brick. You can wiggle the brick free and retrieve it. Hey, Citra, there's a loose brick over here that might be trapped. You want to come poke <laughs> at it with your tools and whatnot? Yes, I will take a look at it. You don't see any traps as you approach. He looks fine. Oh, okay, cool. I'll remove the brick. Masika will search the cultists. Is there anything of use left on their charred remains? Uh, there might be some. So, first off, pulling free the stone and checking behind it, you find that there's a single potion vial. What do you get taking 10 on a spellcraft? Mm, a 31. 31? It is a potion of invisibility. Huh. Nice. Oh. Hand that directly over to Citra. Does that mean there's someone invisible in this room? I have seen visibility on, so no. Oh, okay. I mean, so unless they're hiding, I'm not very perceptive. 
Oh, well. But you should keep this because you can be invisible. Are you guys actually, are you searching this room physically or are you just relying on the detect magic? I was just detecting magic. Half the room is going to be on fire, so anything that was non-magical is probably damaged. This is a stone building. It's probably not on fire. Well, and each of these rooms just contains a variety of cots. So, and small chests for personal effects. So, like, the chests that you see around here are smoldering, but most of them are far enough away from the uh, fire to not burst into flames. That does not count for the linens and the hay that make up the beds. Uh, those immediately these burst into flames. These rooms were probably where the cultists were like resting and staying and everything. It seems like yeah. they've been. These rooms have been turned into you know sleeping the cells, barracks, basically. Yeah. yeah. The only addition that you can see in this room that doesn't seem like it seems like they've made some form of personalization to it is on the far wall, the wall opposite of the door that enters into this room, is a ten foot high depiction of a pyramid with wings. Is it and like boys. a tapestry or like just a drawing? It looks like wall. it has been carved onto the wall, uh, and there are a number of prayer mats in front of it. Oh. Oh, good grief. Yeah. I mean, that's what you do to your leader. Your god king. Yeah, your god king. All right. I think we should, one, be quiet, like Citra said, but also probably go search the other rooms that the cultists came out of, just to see if there's anything there. Mm-hmm. Sure. So y'all can either roll to search this room or take 10. Um, You're not being threatened right now. I do have a suggestion, hmm. so that, uh, you know, we're not all making lots of noise, I could use this potion of invisibility to go check the rooms and then come back. I think you should save that potion for an opportune time to stab the bejesus out of somebody. You know, the potion won't last that. more than a few minutes anyway. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, I think it'll last like one minute. Yeah. I believe it's a That's minute per caster though. level, so it lasts uh, three minutes because it's a second level spell, caster level three. Ah, okay. Uh, taking 10, I get a 31 to search the room. With a 31, I'm going to assume that's the highest. Hollis wants to open her spell book to prepare a different spell. She has some open slots, so I'm going to take a second. Because of my uh, fancy Senate board that I played, I got a 33. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. No, I did get a plus two from that Senate board, too, because I also did that, so I also get a 33 <laughs> taking 10. There we go. All right. We're equal. Yes. Apparently Jordan and I are just in sync today. We are in sync, man. (laughs) Yes, but that means I'm also rolling badly because of you. I don't Uh, like that part. I was going to say, my (laughs) luck can't go up, so yours has to come down. (laughs) There is nothing else in this room of value. Okay. Okay. Checking the bodies in the hallway is, I suppose you make your way back into the hallway and start checking all these corpses. Yep. You find the following. Out of curiosity, did you guys loot the two corpses of the... uh, Disciples in the first room? Probably not. We did. No, because we were with the Gear Tebli Lou. Oh, so they yeah. Wouldn't. So probably mm-hmm. not. It would have been weird to be like, so we'll go to take us to your leader, but let's get the goods yeah. off these guys first, you know? Yeah. That probably wouldn't have made us look very good. Yeah, it would have made us little, look a little weird, a little dishonorable. All right. Well, you can decide whether or not you want to stick with that once you figure out what these guys have. It's probably really good stuff. <laughs> we can always get it on the way out. That's sure. true. So you might want to make a note of that somewhere. You find two of each of the following. Two potions of Bear's Endurance. Two potions of Cat's Grace. Not bad. Two potions of Shield of Faith. Okay. Two Masterwork Light Crossbows. A total of 20 bolts. Okay. Two Amulets of the Mighty Fist plus one. Oh, nice. I can't use those, but cool. Two Belts of Giant Strength plus two. Whoa. I already have a belt, so I can't wear it. Hey, Hollis could wear a Belt of Strength. I mean, I'll wear a belt of strength. I might have a belt, though. You have a belt of strength, Masika? Because if nobody's wearing it, we know we're putting it on armor. 
are so powerful. Um, I do not have anything in my belt slot. Okay, well then wear this. So I'm definitely going to take one of those. There you go. Look at my mechanical muscles. <laughs> Narmer's wearing a belt of dexterity. Oh. <laughs> Imagine how much torque I could exhibit. Sweet. <laughs> Did you say torque or torque? Twerk? Torque. <laughs> it might sound like twerk, but it's twerk. Twerk. <laughs> I think Narmer's legs are too short for him to twerk. <laughs> it's, it's all about the motion of the flippers, Mashika. I'm going to say, does his bottom legs even, like, bend? Like, does he have knees? He has two little stumpy legs. He waddles. He doesn't have knees. That's what I thought. So he doesn't have the mobility for twerking. They're kind of like uh, penguin feet. Yeah, I was just yeah. saying, if you like yeah, watching a penguin try to twerk. Yeah. Sure. He has two very right, little... Now that we've answered that for the fans. Stumpy legs. We've all seen happy feet. We know how this works. <laughs> that, that means Normer can tap dance. That's true. And honestly, because he's metallic, he'd probably be a really good little tap dancer. Oh, tappity tappity. It's true. You find two cloaks of resistance plus one. Nice. Singed, but intact. Okay. Mm. Uh, the funerary masks are damaged, but they are still worth 25 gold pieces each. Okay. Uh, and a total of 80 gold pieces. Okay. Searching the two other cultists out in the hallway, you find, oh, the irony, a grand total of 16 plus one flaming arrows. <laughs> wow. Um, That's pretty funny. I'm going to take those. You should definitely take those. <laughs> you know what's grief. better than wasps? Flaming wasps. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't that hell wasps at that point? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Murder Excellent. hornets. I have upgraded. Uh, there is a potion of cure moderate wounds. Oh, helpful. Med kit. Okay, med kit that. Two suits of plus one scale mail. Hmm. We all are like, okay. <laughs> In the back. Eh. Two masterwork light wooden quick draw shields. Oh, that's okay, cool. Okay, light quick draw shields. Nice. Masterwork, yep. So uh, two plus one scimitars. Okay. Two masterwork composite longbow strength plus three. Dang. <laughs> Any of you guys that haven't been skipping arm day. Mm-mm. Plus three. Give it to sugar. You know, actually, I could use one of those. I'm just using a light Are you crossbow. Proficient with the I don't think you're proficient with those. Oh, crap. That's why I'm using a crossbow, because I'm not. All right. <laughs> uh, That's why I got the juniper bow. Yep. Yep. A total of 22 arrows. I'm going to take those two. Okay. Two more slightly burnt uh, funerary masks worth 25 gold pieces each. Okay. Eight gold pieces. These guys were not the successful gamblers. Nope. Searching the zealots, you find the following. Come on, dexterity belt. Four total potions of cure moderate wounds. Rad. Oh, nice. Two plus one breastplates. Okay. Two plus one long spears. Hmm. Don't see that ever, very often. Reach weapons. Cool. Six masterwork javelins. Ha! <laughs> Fun. Okay. Two masterwork warhammers. Okay. Two more burnt funerary masks worth 25 gold pieces each. Okay. And a total of 10 gold between them. Wunderbar. Um, okay, so there we go. Uh, searching the other th three, four, four rooms? Four rooms, if uh, you so wish. Yeah, I think it's four rooms. Mm. Yes, as quietly as possible. What do you guys get at taking 10 on a stealth check? 26. Uh, 21 for me. 13. Hollis stays behind in the room. <laughs> I stand <laughs> quietly say, in the corner. <laughs> Making no noise and pretending I don't exist. I was studying my spell book for probably five minutes, if that matters. Yeah, Masika gets an 18, taking 10. Armor gets a 33. Okay. Maybe we just send Narmer to go check. <laughs> 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 what if he can't carry stuff? 
I don't know. I was well, just saying you might have trouble carrying the stuff depending on what we find. He'd probably come back with a bunch of junk. Look at my treasure. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, guess what I found? He opens up his chest and like 20 scorpions leap out. <laughs> Not scorpions. I found a scorpion swarm. <laughs> oh no. People like swarms to change, right? No. no. Anyway, making your way, searching the other rooms. Takes you about 20 minutes to search the other rooms. Going through each one, searching, being fairly thorough. Uh, the only thing that you turn up, other than a number of additional robes. So feasibly, if you wanted to try to disguise yourself, you've got a ton of cultist robes now. Ooh, it's not a uh, bad idea. You also do find a single extra mask. Ooh, okay. that would be good for pieces. hiding. Okay. This one's undamaged. Spiffy. Uh, in addition to that, you also end up finding... 13 gold pieces. Okay. And miscellaneous change and all the rest of that left over on people's nightstands when they empty their pockets before they went to bed. I guess we'll continue around the corner and trying to make our way to Rubala. You make your way forward around the corner, turn back around the other corner. Ahead off towards your right, you can see a set of double doors on the wall along the right-hand side. The hallway continues on past that, and at, towards the end of the hallway, you can see that there's another set of double doors leading into, you're going to guess, an additional room before the hallway turns back to the right, making its way south once again. For just a moment, Citra and Sudi see the trailing end of a cloak making its way around the corner, softly luminescent and transparent. I think hmm. we should keep following the ghost. I think we should open all the doors. No, we are going to check the rooms. I I don't know if we should keep checking the rooms. Lean into the microphone when you whisper. Well, if we run into more gear to Leblu, it's just going to cause more problems. We'll just give them the letter. What if they're with cultists? <laughs> then we'll not have them at our rear and our front. <laughs> I'm an armor. <laughs> I just want to be involved in the, the conversation. I'm not being the front line again, okay? It was not good. You did fine. <laughs> Let's not try to repeat it, though. Uh, Citra would like to quietly approach the door and listen at the door. Oh, yes. Ah, oh, smart. There's a cultist that came from around here somewhere. No, they all came out of those doors. None of them came around the corner. There would have been one behind no, us. There was one did. that came there was around one. the corner. Yeah, one came from first... around the corner. Because it got me yeah. in the back. He died yep. first. They came from. That was the first time that Citra got blinded. Behind. <laughs> Okay, Citra, go ahead and make me a uh, stealth check for starters. Okay, roll a 13, which gives me a 29 plus 2, which is a 31. Okay, and go ahead and make me a perception roll. That sucked. Hmm. Uh, I rolled a 5 for a 22. A 22. You slip your way forward, getting to this first door, crouching as you begin to approach. The air becomes slightly warmer. As you approach closer to this, as you reach close to the door, you put a hand out on the wall, lean your ear in close to the door, rub your fingers a little bit. The wall's slightly moist. What? Ew. There's a faint smell of sulfur, and you can see a slow mist rolling out from underneath the stone door. Ooh. As you press your ear to this, you hear three sounds in particular. One... A soft clacking, like like the carapace of a large creature. Mm, Maybe mm. two shuffling. The second thing you hear are what seem to be two voices, 
both of them masculine. Both of them speaking a language you don't know, but you are familiar as you've heard the Girtibli Lutong a number of times since you've arrived here. The third thing, and somewhat curious, uh, is their voices are both congenial and occasionally playful. And there's the sound of splashing water. Like Aww. two children in a pool splashing one another. Oh my goodness. Are we going to interrupt bath time? Can you just no. let them in? No, we're just going to keep no. going. We're so not going to interrupt figure... bath time. No, because I don't want them to get out and get angry and come in behind us. Citra looks time. back at them and does a two on her fingers and then puts her hands together and does like a spidery motion with her hands. Two big spiders. <laughs> two giant spiders. Two spiders. Okay, okay. got it. <laughs> And then she shakes her head because no, it's not freaking spiders. Oh, this makes like crab claw motions. Yes, and then she remembers that that's what we said before, and so she goes two, and then crab claws. Two giant crabs. Got it. Masika points down the hallway in a let's just keep going kind of motion. Hollis makes like a turning a lock kind of a motion, like a, like I'm holding a lock in one hand. I think and I'm they turning would hear key. that though. There are also no locks built into these doors. Oh yeah, and then so mm. Citra looks and sh- shakes her head, and Hollis then contemplates a stone fingers. shape but decides not to. Nothing useful I can do with that. Um, what if, what if we shin in shit treasure, negotiator? Write a note. Write a note. Then we slip it under the door that says. We have a Do hall you pass. like us check, but yes or no? <laughs> I'm saying more like we have Ms. a hall pass. Stay Ms. in the back. rolls her eyes. We should just keep going. Citra moves to the end of the hallway and okay. glances around the corner as quietly and stealthily as possible. Go look at the other door, Ms. I guess. Sika readies the hall pass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go ahead and have Citra make me a stealth check. Because I'm going to fail the stealth check past this door. Okay. That's what I'm telling you. All right. So that is a 12 plus my 16, which is a 28 plus my two is a 30. Okay. So side note, I've gotten really good at spelling gear to Lulu. Uh, I can't. I'm pretty sure I spell it different every single time I write it down in my notes. G-I-R-T-A-B-L-I-L-U. <laughs> yeah, that's not how I've been spelling. Oh, I've been spelling Lulu. Nice. I've been putting Lulu like Lulu, like L-E-E-L-O. Lulu multipass. <laughs> That's too many letters. <laughs> but it makes me laugh. Sudi, you're pretty stealthy, so, right? What if I just ride on your back piggyback style and you tiptoe down the hall? Stealthy. That's uh, what I think would happen. <laughs> so, Citra, you make your way down to the end of the hall. You can see the set of double doors opposite of where you are. You stick your head around the corner. Beyond this, you can see that the hallway continues more than 40 feet past the edge of your light. Okay. If I don't see anybody, I'd like to kind of Hop five feet forward and listen at the other door. A little baby bunny hop. I mean, you don't see anyone. There could feasibly be someone 60 feet away standing in the open. I cover my light and then go listen at the door. Go ahead and make me a perception roll. Okay. That was definitely better than last time. Rolled a 17 plus 15 is 32 plus 234. Making your way forward, crouching, covering your light, plunging yourself into darkness. Only the light of your companions further down the hallway visible to you. You crouch down next to this and put your ear towards the door. With your light spell covered, you can see that faint light comes out from under the door. As if maybe from, judging by the way it flickers, some sort of brazier or torch. Pressing your ear to this, you hear a soft humming sound. Not like a person, 
almost like a tuning fork. As you press your ear closer, you can hear a growling sound, like an animal. Not immediately on the other side of the door, but near, and muttering. I don't understand. I don't understand. Why? I don't understand. Pharaoh, help me. I don't understand. The voice devolves into soft sobbing, although it's still guttural. Yeah, you know Moff who Tet. growls and makes guttural noises? Moftet. Glabrazoo. Mm, Moftet. Yeah, uh, that too. Glabrazoo would probably be speaking in Abyssal, so such a problem. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. Whoever yeah. this is is speaking in Osiriani. Hmm. <laughs> can can they the... see me? We've got 60 feet. She's not 60 feet away, is she? I'm exactly 60, I think. 55. She's 50 feet, 55 yeah, feet okay, away, cool. so she's just within your ability to say. We do I like won't. a motion of like, eh? Like like a hands up, like question mark, like what? I point at the door and I go one okay. uh, with my finger and then kind of a shrug because I'm like not sure what it is. Not helpful. Hand, hand shout to shed. Is it a bat? I, I think I think, I think she's I just. Don't know. Yeah. yeah. Is it flappy hands or hands up? I do a Citra. thumbs up or a thumbs down, like like good or bad. Citra does a thumbs down. Masika does the clacky pincher symbol. <laughs> <laughs> Citra shakes her head while doing the clacky. No, no, okay. she, she does. <laughs> no, clacky. no, no, she does the clacky and then points at the door where they're at and then does like. Well, the clacky looks like talky, so... And then points at her mouth and holds up and waves the hall pass. Like, with the hall pass help? Masika's like, let's just talk to those freaking Geertzali Blue, maybe get some more directions. And keep going. <laughs> she nods and then uh, slowly starts quietly moving back toward the door. <laughs> okay, Hollis has... Uh, once you're back to, to... Well, you're there. Okay, to the other three that can hear Hollis, Hollis goes, All right. I have a mage hand. I can put my mage hand to take the letter to them so that we can stay back. I was just going to go by myself and show them the hall pass and talk to them since I I speak their language and and ask for directions. But what if they pinch you? Then they stab you. Well, we'll stay close. Well, I'm going to enter the door and kneel and hold out the hall pass. It's been working so far. Okay, make sure (laughs) you don't get it wet. <laughs> should we just knock? Yeah, we should definitely knock because they're naked in there. I'm gonna do that too. I mean, aren't they? Aren't their lower halves always naked? I don't know what they consider naked. <laughs> yes, but it's their upper halves are clothed. Knock when you enter someone's bathroom. They sounded like they were playing. I'm gonna knock and talk to them, but I think y'all, y'all, but I think all of you should hang back, like just out by the door, but so they can't see you. <laughs> just, just behind the door. Nothing suspicious. Unrelated, about that. but do you think we have time for a spa day? No. no. Okay, all right. All Absolutely right. not. So, Just saying, I got a lot of sand in places. So I guess we'll move up. <laughs> Masika's like, there's always sand places. What? I know, anyway. so he's like, this is the way of the world. Like, um, there is no such thing as no sand. This is the way. When you're a cat folk, the world, the desert is your litter box. Um, I guess we'll move up to the door and Masika will knock. I will point out that uh, each of these doors are a foot thick of stone. So you are going to need to pound. Okay, well, Masika will walk up. Wait, if you pound, it's going to let the other person know. Yes, I know she's not gonna. I was just going to say Masika's just going to push it open a little bit and 
Stick her hand in. Yeah, and then gear to leave, blew it. Um, excuse me. <laughs> we have a message. This is totally gonna end fine. It will. It's gonna be fine. Hey, it didn't fine last time when we rushed them hasted. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. Maybe they're this fine. one's gonna be okay hey, too. Hey, to Blilu, who are having their bath time and you know playing with mood. each other. They're in a good mood. They're not Don't on the defensive. Us. I'm Kay. And we're Your we're showing you know, hands up. Yeah, like I said, y'all should just be like here. So Masika's the only one in the doorway. You know. Well, I mean, so, I, I figure we're we're nearby. Like that's what I'm we'll saying. Like yeah. Or something, but that way it's not like a big group of us armed to the teeth. You know what I mean? Masika, mm. you make your way forward. Slide open one of these two doors. Yeah. And then... Um, and I see some things you can't unsee. Excuse me. She'll say it in gear to Leblu. Stepping into the chamber, Masika. The chamber beyond is massive. Yeah, this to is the a point that if the gear to Blilu were not sitting in a light source on the far end of the room, it would actually be, be beyond your dark vision's range to see. Hmm. Wow. Even from this range, it's actually somewhat difficult to make them out as clouds of steam fill this room and rivulets of water drip down the rough stone walls in here. In the far corner of the room, carved stone seats seem to ring a rippling pool of water the source of the humid mist that coils through the air. A lump of rock rises above the water line, towards the center of the pool, its silhouette disturbingly organic, almost as if a great beast were poised to erupt from the water, or carved in a way to look like that. It's a bath toy. Weird. If you've ever seen like how limestone looks in like moist caves, kind of imagine something like that, where it gets all those curvatures to it because of the uh, mm. erosion. On the wall behind the pool, carvings of clawed tentacles reach up from the mist. Yikes. Two Girtablilu mercenaries relax here. You're going to guess both sweating out the stress of their day, uh, as well as judging from this as one's kind of turned back around and the other one's behind them applying oil to one another's shoulders. Aww. Oh, I love them. We're interrupting Spa Day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're the baddies. Masika will kneel down. Yeah, the two muscular men turn, narrow their eyes, their eyes darting between you and their weapons propped up on the benches a couple feet away from them. Masika kneels down. I, I have I have a note for from Arkamus. Um we're uh, we're looking for Rubala and I was I was hoping for some directions, please. One of the men, the older of the two, <laughs> clamors out of the pool. Masika holds up the letter. Steadily makes his way across the, I think it's almost a hundred feet across this room. Glances down towards you once he reaches you from his nine foot vantage. Masika smiles. Leans down and it does his best to shake the water off of his <laughs> hand and oil as he takes up the sheet of paper. It's going to be all oily now. Looks this over. It's a soft scent of lavender body rub. Ooh. Oh, nice. See, we should have a spot with you guys later. Citra has a pumice stone. <laughs> Or Kamu says to let you pass. Yes. Rubila is in the Sphinx's right paw. Yeah. How, how do we how, how do we get to the right paw? Just just keep going south. He points off towards his right hand side through another door exiting from this room. Mm hmm. So so through there. Through there, the hallway. All right. Um. Thank thank you. Sorry to interrupt. He grunts, dropping the note back towards you. 
Masika takes it. He then turns and makes his way back towards the spa. Masika, your broom. All right, um, come on, guys. It's it's through here. But there's a weird noise. Well, let's talk to to Rubila, and then we'll figure that out. Wait, okay. is, it, is it another door through the spa, or is yeah. it? Yeah, that's what he said. He pointed to the door in the spa room. There is a door over here. But does it, it not connect to the, the outside? Hallway. We don't. I don't know. He said through there, so that's where we're going. <laughs> okay. Oh wow. The big old room. Masika waves to the Girta Lilu as we make our way through their spa room. Sudi notes this for later, mm-hmm. after we've cleared this place of evil. Spa day. To take a spa day. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose you make your way forward, reach the door and open it. Yep. The door opens up into a hallway outside. A million devils rise up to murder you. No, no. I think it just connects well, to the not. hallway we were, or that would have been around the corner. Mm. Uh, Citra like can note that... Yeah, this door was just out of your your visual range earlier. The hall here turns. One branch of the hallway making its way ahead and off towards your left. The other branch of the hallway continuing on just past this before branching to your right as you step back out again. I say we go left. For the briefest moment, all four of you see the shadow of a semi-transparent figure disappear around the corner to your right. Mm. But that's not the way we're trying to go, right? Like the same blue lady? It seems to be the same semi-transparent blue figure you've seen. But which way seems to be like it would lead us more directly towards the paw? Well, you've gone south pretty far. Mm -hmm. You're not sure which one of the... I mean, you don't know whether or not this... At some point, we've got to go east to get into the paw itself, right? Yeah. So you don't know if that eastern hall is going to take you where you need to be or if you still need to go further south I don't know well let's take a step forward and like look up that hall mm. oh there you go there's something at the end of the hall here now I'd like to glance after the ghost let's go down this hall first how about that I, I think so too I just want to glance and see if I can see your figure yeah I think we need to go down the yeah I think we need to start cutting back towards the front of the building, to be honest. So east, yeah. Yeah, which is east. I also want to peek around the corner, though. Glancing around the corner, it seems to be a long hallway that stretches out of sight for both Citra and Hollis. All right, let's go east first. Yep. Yeah. Yep, seems that way. Ghost, you should talk to us if you want to tell us something. If we go, not the direction she went. All of you make your way down this hallway, traveling for some good 60 feet before arriving at another door. I feel I like, like we're to listen on the, the right door. track. Maybe this is it. Ignore how big I the rest of this we'll map see. is. <laughs> well, looking back at the other rooms, we're starting to head towards the front of, like... Oh, okay. Because you guys walked between the legs to get up to the front of the statue, so you actually have... So we, oh, yeah. we have a rough idea. This is the this is the front entrance right here, and we've made our way around. So yeah, this should start leading us into the paw. Yeah. This should yeah. be the right way. Okay, so we should go in through this door. Yeah. Then. So I think we're in the right we're in the right spot. I would like to listen at the door before we go in. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's prudent. Since it's Masika's just gonna keep that note out. She can spell cast with one hand. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to go first into here too, if we're expecting uh, more gear to Lulu. And I speak their language now. Yep. Because reason. Well, she's lived in the desert most of her life. I'm sure she knew little bits and pieces, and then after actually being around the language, it kind of solidified it. I need it for my desert union. 
Yes. It's true. <laughs> they will be formidable allies. Narmer's been playing books on tapes for her while she sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> I also picked up Sphinx last time we leveled up. Oh, I picked up Sphinx. I, I speak Sphinx, so I could have taught you. Yeah. I think the only language of the people that I don't that speak are the bee people. The people. You don't bee speak people. Right? But I don't know if I can speak it because I can't buzz. You can make a buzzing sound with your m- mouth, yeah. <laughs> you have to do you, a dance anyway. I suppose reach the store, open it. Mm-hmm. No, listen, yeah, we're I listening, so. I thought. Well, actually, no, yeah, we were listening. I don't know if we can hear anything through a foot of stone, but... <laughs> uh, I roll a 14, which gives me a 31. 31? I roll a 12, which is a 35. Nice. You do hear some people talking very distantly on the other side of this wall. In the case of, in both Sudi and Citra's case, it's in a language that you don't understand, but it sounds like Kirtiplilu. Okay. Okay. I guess Masika will move to the front. Okay. Has to repass that on and we'll go open the door. Mm-hmm. Open the door. You step forward, push open the door. The door opens into a large chamber. Honestly, it looks like it's been carved from the hollowed out Sphinx's right front leg and paw. A small pyramid stands near the center of the room. Steep stairs climb the pyramid's face, the face facing you, to reach its flattened top. Someone akin to a step pyramid or a ziggurat. Oh, it's a ziggurat, yeah. Yo, dog, I heard you like monuments, so we put monuments in your monument. The pyramid seems to abut the wall off towards your right-hand side creating a corridor around the left-hand side of it, leading deeper into the chamber. Hmm. Four balls of green light stand at each corner of the pyramid peak, illuminating the rest of the room beyond. Hmm. As you step into this chamber, as a side note, the pyramid is 20 feet tall. Oh, dang. Wow. So this is like the whole paw. Like, it's not that paw seems to not be broken up into many different rooms. It's just a big old huge chamber. I mean, it might be. Um, okay, there's still quite a bit before we get to the end of the paw. We're in the but, elbow. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You're in the elbow of this paw. Two Girtablilu warriors stand at the end of the passage as you round, I imagine, the bottom step of the pyramid. Once Masika gets a look at them, she would kneel. Oh, okay. We're kneeling. Yeah, like, yeah I guess we all like Yeah, Citra will follow suit. So they don't just shoot us on sight. Kneeling, they make their way over, read the note. Yep. Look you over suspiciously mm. before leading you from this chamber and deeper into the paw. The paw. <laughs> I was Ooh, just thinking that. The paw. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, there's still more? Oh my gosh. Paw is huge. Mm-hmm. We're almost at the end though. They take you, lead you out of this chamber through an additional large chamber that seems to stretch kind of like a hull with great rents which mar the surrounding walls at either end of the chamber and shards of stone jut from the walls like jagged blades somehow hurled with enough force to sink inches into the solid stone walls two flickering images hover on the sides of the room one of a golden lioness and the other of a fierce lion-headed woman wearing blood-soaked dress Uh, In the space of a heartbeat, the images seem to almost morph and form into the other and then back again. As if the image on your right turns into a lion and then back into a woman with a lion's head and then vice versa on the opposite side. Weird. 
all of you, considering I won't even make you have to roll, would recognize these as depictions of Sekhmet, as you've seen many depictions of her elsewhere. Interesting. And we don't have time to look and see if that's that's a magical effect that's causing well, that transformation. Make a mental that's note. pretty nifty. Yeah, you just kind of continue to make your way past that. You pass by another set of double doors on your right-hand side before reaching a massive set of doors at the end of this hallway. Hmm. Your two escorts eye you suspiciously as they lead you forward. Another two gear to Lilu stand guard at the end of this hallway. The four converse shortly before they simply turn and push open the doors. God, can you imagine having to have fought all these gear to Lilu we've passed up? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it would have been would a real mess. Like the only saving grace is we might have been able to funnel them into only having to fight one at a time. From here, you are led into a large chamber. Mm. The entirety of this chamber is almost blindingly bright as the doors open up. As a massive silver bonfire burns within a wide rectangular pit in the center of this chamber, giving off considerable amount of heat and shedding a dim white light that reflects off of the polished shields affixed to the vaulted ceiling. Stone workbenches form a half circle around the pit next to long stone troughs. A brick kiln sits on the far side of the pit. And against the wall, you see more tables hold various tools and implements seemingly built around forging. Hmm. Okay. Two more gear to Blilu occupy this room, adding themselves now bringing the total number of gear to Blilu with you to a half dozen. Wonderful. Their leader turns. We passed another six on the way here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of gear to Blilu to fight. Their leader turns and looks you over. The woman is not as large as some of the other gear to Blilu you've seen up until this point. She's perhaps only eight feet tall instead of nine. Despite that, she is well muscled. Her hair is dark and formed into a number of braids which fall about her, held back from her face by a number of what appear to be rib bones that have been sharpened to, in essence, make hair sticks holding it back from her face. Cool. She wears fine leather armor, which covers both her upper torso and portions of her lower torso and carapace. A short sword sits easily on one hip, and you can see at least four other daggers that she carries. The woman turns and eyes you with her bright yellow, almost luminescent eyes. The gear to Blilu that has led you up until this point takes the note from Masika crosses the distance to the woman and hands it over. Just because it's an awesome piece of artwork. She's so cool. Wow. That's rad. She looks over the note, glances curiously back towards the rest of you, tosses the note aside with little care. It drifts over into the raging silver fire and burns to a crisp. My hall pass! (laughs) (laughs) Orkamus has vouched for you. What? Do you wish of me? Passage? <laughs> we're here to stop the cults, and, well, we were we were kind of hoping you guys wouldn't try to kill us. I'm, I'm a Sika of, of the Beckon. Orkamus says you have found my nephew. Unfortunately, not in the best condition. We buried him in the desert after he was attacked by a Baycock. Undead monstrosity. We, we helped our Kamus uh, kill it. The Baycock. And what is it you seek here? Uh, um, to, 
well, to stop the stop the cult, really. They're uh, you're causing chaos all over the desert, and you know, I th- I want to bring back that pharaoh guy, and I don't think that'd be good for anybody. We also want to rescue the bee baby and uh, find a snake that belonged to her mentor, and uh, you know, maybe rescue an old friend if that's possible. There's already chaos in the desert. One person or another makes no difference. There's already a pharaoh on the throne of Osirian who sneers down at us and lets adventurers tromp through our lands, murdering as they will. Why would not a pharaoh indebted to us be a better choice on the throne? Do you really think he considers himself indebted? Has this pharaoh showed that he is they are going to treat you any better than the current one because it does not appear as though these cultists regard your people with any sort of respect as I've seen. They honor their alliance with us. Your people are very honorable and what these cultists are asking you to do, well, isn't, to be blunt. And you are? I'm Hollis Stockweather. And you are honorable. We try to be. I mean, as honorable as a person can be. She hooks her thumbs onto her belt. I am Rubila, the fire at night, slayer of the sand kraken, Mm. breaker of Boule. I have saved children, villages, caravans, priests. I have slain monsters, minions of dark gods, and nightmares beyond counting. I have proven my honor. She takes a step forward. I have not heard your names on the wind. I am Sitra Nahamra, and while the current pharaoh that you are serving or working for may not be the same one that I fought, but I stopped a part of him from raising an undead army against Wati, and he already succeeded in killing men, women, children of that city. I have seen the destruction that he has reigned across the desert. It, it is not honorable what he is doing. It is not his place. His time is over. And my ancestor is part of the reason that he exists today, and I intend to right that wrong. Her brow furrows. You speak of Wati. Please have heard of us. Please have heard of us. Yes. I know of the trouble facing that city. Hmm. The pharaoh I serve had no hand in it. It is one part of a whole... The pharaoh you serve is one-third of a full pharaoh seeking to find the other two-thirds. One of those thirds was responsible for it, so in the end, you will be serving that pharaoh. Every being has light and darkness. But how do you know which one will prevail? The cultists kidnapped the 3A baby, their new queen, and are holding it hostage, and if they don't get it back, their whole hive will die. That does not seem very light to me. The three ray refused to negotiate. So you steal their children? A hostage. But it is not... better than making them extinct. But they will be extinct. If they accept terms of surrender, then no. What are the terms of surrender? Absolute compliance. Well, see, that's a problem <sighs> because people deserve to live the way they want to live, as they have lived for generations. That's slavery. It's slavery. It's an understanding that one has been conquered. It's slavery. If you don't have the freedom to do what you wish. Perhaps they should. And what happens when the pharaoh turns against you and turns you into a slave? Why would he? He's only ever treated us with honor. 
So far. And all those who have joined him with honor. Your nephew did not believe so when he left and released her mentor. The Baycock was created because you betrayed a merchant that used to be your friend. Your people killed his family and left him for dead, and he turned into an undead monstrosity that was seeking to annihilate your people. That doesn't sound very honorable to me. You speak much of this other person, but little of yourselves. What would you like to know? Why should you be believed? You think people just wander into the middle of the desert just for fun? Do you think that we fought the cultists to get to this point? My best friend is that thing that you serve. She saved my life once. I have actually no desire to kill her. I simply want to stop this thing from possessing her. And I believe that protecting those that are part of your family, whether by blood or by choice, is the most honorable thing you can do. I can give you a bunch of diplomas if you care about it. I can list you a bunch of stuff I've done. But honestly, the only thing that matters is the next thing you do. I don't have much need for tales of valor, because I'm not sure if you'd even believe it anyway. Most of what we've been up to has been supernatural, but I can tell you that I am Sudikantar, last of the Eyes of Ra, and that I have defended the city of Wati. I have exposed the corruption of this cult in Tefu, and I have fought down the leader of that after he had enslaved multiple creatures to aid him with foul magics. I lost my eye, saving a half dozen people who are being about to be executed by a mad undead judge. And if that's not honorable, I don't know what is. Yeah. Citra pats him on the shoulder approvingly. Also, he can get big. Well, I'm not going to play that <laughs> card quite yet. I'm hoping I won't, it won't come to that. Well, I know. It was just I wanted to make a joke. I've lived in this desert my whole life. And while our peoples haven't always cooperated with everyone, that's why this cult was able to come in and sow the destruction that it has. We have to start working together for the reason sharing our resources. Otherwise, we're all just going to fight and kill each other forever. And this Pharaoh isn't going to help us unite. He's kidnapping babies and he killed the cultists have killed countless, not just my people, but the 3A and the Moftet. The giants. They use magic that ensorcels the mind to make people serve them. How is that honorable? Leave us. She glances about at the other gear to Belilu. They turn, make their way out. You get the distinct impression, just judging by, you know, after they've shut the door and the shuffling sounds, that they're probably all still standing <laughs> in the hallway just outside the door. Yeah, <laughs> Waiting to bust are. in if we decide to fight her. No, they're trying to listen. Well, also that. I will allow the party to make a diplomacy check. You may Rack choose her. to aid one another. I'm definitely going to be aiding somebody. Yeah, I think we should aid. Your arguments don't necessarily appeal to her, but you make some valid points and did, uh, and did honor her nephew's death. So you will get a plus two bonus. I do want to know what does appeal to her. I feel like nothing except for like, you saved only gear to leave uh, No, we'd have to probably be braggadocio. Like you notice how she like did these big claims about all this stuff she's done. We'd probably have to do the same thing. But yeah, but yeah that's just not us, so. Yeah. Who's got the highest diplomacy since we oh, all talked? I have a zero, so not me. Um, Mine's a 15. At the moment, with my luck bonus, I have a 17. Ooh, we ate Citra. Okay, I ate Citra, rolling a 17. Oh, I ate I, Citra without really rolling, but I ate I, you anyway. I ate Citra. I didn't say anything, so I can't roll. <laughs> That's, That's fine. probably for the best. <laughs> I am Narmer, first of his name. 
swimmer of rivers, spitter of acid, collector of scorpions. And rocks. And rocks. Stacker of stones. <laughs> okay, so how many people aid me? I aid you. Uh, three people aid I you. I think all of us did, yeah. Okay, well, I rolled an 18. Yes! So that Excellent. gave me a 41. Nice. I know it is difficult to turn against anyone, especially one who has shown you favor, as this pharaoh has. But from my experience, this pharaoh is not to be trusted, especially since it is only one part of him. And there is no telling what will happen if he completes himself, if he manages to continue his crusade. I fear not only for your people, but mine as well. I do not agree with your argument. These other people that you fight, that you have fought for, the three ray and such, they have lost as anyone loses to a conquering force, and the more powerful has taken his right. But you do seem to have the right to challenge. If this pharaoh is as strong as they say they are, if you are as strong as you think you are, then perhaps I can be motivated to allow the two of you, your forces and theirs, to decide amongst you who is the strongest without needing my assistance. That is all we could ask for. My contract requires that my soldiers raise no claw or spear or stinger against the forces of the Pharaoh, and I can oblige that. And also that we fight his enemies. But you seem to have a rightful claim to challenge, and I can respect that. You must have been strong to have gotten this far, and I can respect that. I will offer you a contract, and in return I will offer you safe passage. But what kind of contract? Getting rid of your Moftet problem? I care nothing for the Moftet. They are weak, and those that have chosen to fight against us have fallen. They have squalled themselves away, hiding in their burrow. Hmm. They do not have the strength to stand against the Girtablilu. There is a more insidious force here. The spirit. Oh. Oh, hey. She stares down into the fire and gets a distant look. She comes to me in my dreams. Speaking of corruption and the wrongs. Demanding that I fight the battles that she has lost. She offers me nothing in return. There is no honor to be had in this. But if you can rid me of the spirit by blade or deed, I can direct you to your foe. I understand what it is. She looks directly down at Hollis to lose something precious, and you should have the right to fight and claim what is yours. And if you are stronger, then it should belong to you. Hollis nods, even though I'm, I mean, not sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the sentiment, maybe, but everything else, no. But There's a Hollis lot of ownership just, there that I'm not really comfortable with. Hollis is just going to nod. A little bit of weirdness there. It's like, I'm okay. And Hollis nods. <laughs> Again, it's getting to that whole uh, Western honor versus... We got different ideas of what honor is, but Different that's ideas cool. of what honor. and Again, your whole argument of they're crushing the weak beneath them. It's like, well, if they're weak, then they don't have enough honor to stand up and fight for themselves, so F them. Well, they're crushing... Well, we are more honorable for standing too. up for the little guy. Well, that's a different kind of honor. Again, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. 
They have a different. They have a different cultural view. You're arguing honor with basically Conan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Conan mm. was kind of a. That actually makes a lot of sense. Suddenly, their worldview. <laughs> they're they're the Klingons of the desert, guys. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. If you rid me of the spirit, then I will consider it to be an equal trade, and I will provide you with where you need to go. If you are wishing to find this three ray, the cultists have lost it. What? Lost it. What? In the raid by the Moftet, it was taken by their blood-stained leader. Ah, oh. crud. Oh. Right, what we gotta deal with them anyway? They're in here somewhere. You would have passed the entrance to their domain coming here. Huh. A set of doors directly off of the hallway leading towards here, right after you enter into the Sphinx. They call oh. it... Oh! The creepy yeah, the, door. The double doors we thought might have been like a sanctum or something. Yeah. They call it the Hall of the Dead. Yeah, that's the one I, I read the door of. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what was yeah. in that other room? Jeez. You gotta walk so through that door and go and rescue the three-ray baby. <laughs> we need to go yeah. in here, because I want to know what the mumbling's about. Maybe they captured one of them. Do you have a Moftet uh, uh, captured by any chance? No. What's in the room by the spa? <laughs> Near the bath. Uh, area. I listened at the door and I could hear someone muttering in the room across the hall. She's like, well, y'all get out of my hair and go deal with this spirit or I'm about to stab this, you. The spirit is trying to like, you know, the ghost of Christmas past me and I just am not here for it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the chamber of Rothos, the Who's... second in command of the forgotten pharaoh. He oh. is not what he was. We need to oh, deal with probably that. probably gone mad. We need to deal with that. Yeah. All right. All of that is of no concern to me. The spirit comes to me in my dreams. I see it in my waking hours. It tries to lead me through the halls to a hallway with no exit. Hmm. Mm, we've seen visions of it as well. She has not shown you what battle it is. She comes and speaks to me of a slumbering evil. I cannot oh. speak back. She does not seem to hear me. She speaks at me. Hmm and demands that I follow her views. Views of righteousness and purification and redemption. Mm. Things mm. that mean nothing to me. Serenrain. She's a serenite. <laughs> follow my religious tenets from beyond the grave. <laughs> I mean, that sounds yeah. like something a paladin of Serenrain would do, let's be She's honest. She's doing her yep. best, okay? She's trying. <laughs> yep. I see your alignment's not lawful good. Let me help you with this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll follow this ghost. We'll take care of that. And, uh, you know, I guess we'll come back here when we finish. Let you know. I don't know. I wish you luck. Hmm. You will be honored if you should succeed. We do not need luck. We have skill. Mm. <clears throat> hey, she likes braggadocious, right? So we'll True. go with that. <laughs> there. Deal with it by blade or by deed, whichever you prefer. I just right. want it to be quiet. All right. One order of silence coming up. I suppose you turn to make your way back out and you guess go do some ghost hunting now. Well, we need to deal with the creepy cultist before we do anything else, I think. We also could go get the bee baby. I feel like maybe ghost is, well, is okay, more than no, bee no, baby. No. Ghost <laughs> first, because we're already in this area. We might as well do ghost first. Then we can deal with the mum- with with Captain Mumbles. Oh, Captain Mumbles the is on the way to where the ghost is. We literally have to pass through that hallway. No, 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 it's, no, it was the other way. The hallway like, that we went down that we're like, it went out of range of what we could see. That was where the ghost was leading us. Yeah, but Captain Mumbles is 
20 feet down the corner. Can I just say I appreciate feet. how everybody ran with Captain Mumbles? Like, Captain they all Mumbles never run with fine. my ideas for names. Yeah. I mean, seriously, Captain Mumbles is 20 feet down the corridor, and if we're worried about cultists coming up behind us, he's the last one in this area that we've seen that's not a three. Yeah, but if he's not like a second in command. command as all get out. Yeah, and if he's second in command, you don't get that position willy nilly. And he's got an animal. I think yeah. he's the one that's making the growling animal. That's still a big room. There might be some people in there, like, guarding him and stuff. Uh, Feeding him grapes. Well, if you zoom out your map, you still got a lot of map. Oh, <laughs> that's a lot of map. And uh, I suppose with that, we will just have to pick it up here next time. Yep, yep. Dang it! We kind of have the bee baby already. Ghost hunters. I don't yep. know. I don't know if I, I want to be hauling the bee baby around when we're fighting Glabrazoo and yeah. everything else. I'll put the bee baby in my familiar satchel with sugar and the Drake egg. I don't oh think God. all of Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mommy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mommy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.